Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, March 25th. Today on the show, I am very conflicted with talking about Isaiah Wilson, but I'll do it anyway. And we try to unpack the controversy around Tim Peel's open mic, makeup calls, and the NHL's decision to fire Peel with Adam Vingan of The Athletic. The 440 is built by the Kingston Group. You know that they're locally owned. You know that they are award-winning. You know that they are a custom home and remodeling firm. And you also know about their alignment, the process, the belief in your vision, trying to make sure that you find happiness and joy, a little revenue out of your home. This is not some collection of independent contractors that you can't trust. They control the entire process from beginning to end, and they will make sure that you get exactly what you had in mind when you came to them. This is not some run-of-the-mill average construction company, okay? This is a remodeling firm. That's why we call it a firm, because they are just better than everybody else. Go to the website, check out their work, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group. So the referee who got caught with the open mic on Tuesday night against Detroit was essentially fired by the NHL, Tim Peel. And I'm not going to yell about it on this podcast. It's early in the morning, generally, when you guys listen. But I would suggest you go listen to the argument that Adam Vingan and I had about this on the Gold Standard podcast. You mean to tell me that this was the first time ever in the history of sports or the NHL that a referee was talking about a makeup call because they might have missed something earlier in a game ever in sports? This was the first time. This is the only time it's ever happened? Or that if somebody's doing something wrong, let's say clutching and grabbing in, in hockey or pass interference in football and getting away with it for a period or two or a quarter or a half, and then finally a ref says, we've got to get a penalty on this guy because he keeps breaking the rules and we haven't called it yet. You mean to tell me that that's never happened? And this was the first time ever? Or was it the first time ever that an open mic happened to catch a comment on air? This is the problem with people and fans, that they cannot handle just the one time that they see behind the curtain, that human beings have to make tough decisions, and that's what happened on Tuesday night. The NHL is not out to get the Nashville Predators. These conversations happen with every team in every game and every sport, probably since the beginning of time. And if you're overreacting to it, that's a you problem. Now, I say all of this with the caveat. If there is evidence that Tim Peel is somehow on the take and trying to fix outcomes of games, then he should be fired. If he is executing this personal vendetta towards the Nashville Predators and we can establish some sort of pattern of behavior with actual evidence, then he should be fired. But what are the odds that that is actually what happened on Tuesday night? In fact, Adam Vingan of The Athletic and the co-host with me on The Gold Standard had a chance to reach out to longtime veteran superstar NHL referee Kerry Frazier to get his thoughts on exactly what transpired on Tuesday night. I spoke to Kerry Frazier, who worked as an as a referee in the NHL for 30 years. I believe he worked 12 Stanley Cup finals. So he knows what he's talking about. And this is the quote that he gave me. First of all, I asked him for his reaction to what happened. And he said it was unfortunate, quote unquote. And then he continued, quote, there are so many hot there are so many hot mics around in a rink right now that officials can't have any sort of private conversation because somebody's always listening. As an officiating crew, and ever since we've gone to the two-referee system, there's times in the game when the two referees consult with one another about the flow of the game, the requirements that each game needs. No two games are alike. 
the good referees, the great referees, have a feel for the game. He then continued, there were times when, as a referee, I would want to have a penalty, not create one, but to have one happen for me that was a gift, that I could make a call for one reason or the other to bring the temperature down in a game. There may be a time in a game where one team has committed a majority of infractions. I mean, last night, there were four penalties called against one team, the Predators, and three for the other, the Red Wings. It's a balance. Referees aren't accountants. When the infractions happen, you raise your arm and you call a penalty, end quote. I guess my only question in response to a lot of fans that tweeted a lot of things at me <laughs> over the last day or two is like, what, what do you think his motives were for the call for the penalty for saying what he said? Do you think it's because it sort of was in the natural flow of the game and maybe there's some questionable gray area on a bad call and trying to balance things out? Maybe it's a makeup call. Maybe it's some of these other things. Or do you really think that, that the NHL is out to get the Nashville Predators, that Tim Peel is on the take somehow, or that he's, you know, executing some personal vendetta towards Victor Arvidsson? I, I just, the likelihood of any of those three things being what took place is just extremely low. Odds are this is a below average NHL referee who was trying to manage the flow of the game and didn't do a great job of it, and the mic happened to catch it. So Isaiah Wilson is in the news again. And I am very torn on talking about it, but here we are, and I'm doing it. John Glennon of Broadway Sports Media broke a really interesting story on Wednesday early about yet another incident with Isaiah Wilson. He was reportedly driving 140 miles an hour, I guess in a small town just north of Athens, GA. This was like at 3.50 a.m. on January 7th, which would have been right around the time the Titans were playing the Baltimore Ravens, and it's a really good story by John Glennon, great piece of reporting by him. I, I just personally have reached the point, and again, maybe this is the last time I should do this. It, it's gratuitous at this point to continue to track this young man. He's been cut by the Dolphins already, didn't show up for, for practices and workouts and mandatory stuff, and uh, 140 miles an hour with drug paraphernalia in the car, like someone is going to die. And, and I don't, the media is broken, but, but part of that responsibility for it being broken needs to be taken by some, by, by us, the fans, the readers, the listeners, because we gravitate towards stuff like this. We, we, we want as much 140 mile an hour car chase crap as we can get. And, and I just, I feel so weird talking about it even right now in the moment, but I want to try to learn something from it. And to me, if we're going to have conversations about how broken the media is and how everything needs to be sensationalized, Isaiah Wilson is no longer a Tennessee Titan. He no longer works or lives or operates in this market. And he clearly has bigger issues. And so while John Glennon was just doing his job, this is not about him. I think he did an excellent job. I, I just, and maybe I'm guilty by even sitting here and talking about it. I, I just don't know anymore. W where is the line on, you know, gratuitous sensationalism of someone's clear mental problems and I, I I don't know I just wanted I needed to get it off my chest because I feel weird talking about it it's it's a it's a story that people care about and my question is is should we care about it anymore I, I, I don't know I don't know what the right answer is some someone's gonna get hurt Isaiah Wilson or someone else around him because of his actions and I it's disgusting and terrifying and I, I sure as heck hope no one's sitting back and laughing you know and I know it's easy to do that point at someone else and say, look at this. There's something about this entire story that at this point, it's sort of through the looking glass for me. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I just hope he's okay. And I hope no one gets hurt. 
Thank you guys all for listening, of course. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Please share the show. Just tell one person about it. We do really, really appreciate it. At 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook. At 440 Media on Instagram. Special thanks to our sponsor, The Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. They're about being trustworthy. They're about being analytical. They're about doing their jobs to the best of their abilities and treating their clients like a part of their family. It's what 440 Sports is all about. It is what the Kingston Group is all about. Go check out the website. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.